What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Wednesday morning. Hope you're doing well. This is the CBS Sports NFL Podcast. It's daily. You can get it on iTunes. It's Christmas time. You're going to be traveling. You need something to listen to while you're traveling. This is the show for you. I'm Will Brinson. We're going to have, we're going to have shows on Christmas Day, Christmas Eve. Uh, wow, I, look gonna, at you. Well, I'm going to talk to Jason. Yeah, Jason Lockham for Joining me as he does every Wednesday. We have to figure out how we're going to do the show next week, but we'll, um, I actually meant to talk to you that before we started recording, but we'll mention, we'll discuss right. it later. Uh, you know, how we do planning around here. We don't do plans. No, planning's for. Planning's for cowards. Uh, but, uh, there you go. subscribe, rate, and review if you like the podcast. And look, tell a friend when you're sitting, if you like the podcast, you love, you love the Big Six podcast, tell a friend that they should subscribe to it. Grab your aunt's iPhone that she doesn't know what she's doing with and download some go. podcasts. Subscribe and, and download. I'm going to be, I'm going to be hammering those subscribe buttons at my family events, the Oyster Roast, uh, over Christmas. I'm going to get at least all 97. Get them all liquored up and then take over their phones. I yeah, like it. Like write, divide and conquer. Yeah, write, write a review. I might go to an Apple store just to, just to write reviews. Anyway, um. Let's break down the latest news and notes, JLC, and then we'll talk about the Achilles heel of some various contenders, which you wrote about for CBSSports.com. Follow Jason on Twitter at Jason Lockefora. Watch him on the NFL Today every Sunday from noon until 1. So only two weeks left. And then, of course, find your you know playoff game. Playoffs. On, playoffs. Find your playoff game that's on CBS, and the NFL Today starts 30 minutes before that playoff game, right? And I and I absolutely already wrote that column. That column, as we speak, has been written and it's already been published. You write. You're the fastest column. No, I'm producer. kidding. Though I haven't written it. No, I, I, no, I, I know. It's Tuesday and it's not really Wednesday. No, I just like no, no, no. I know that. I know you're being sarcastic, but like you, you write your your compartmentalization is mind blowing to me because I procrastinate like nothing else, and you like you get down and just get down to work. So how did you not to not to veer off of this? But I am curious, like. Do you think that's just because you were on, like a like the beat for so long? And then yeah, I mean, writing become... on deadline. I mean, I was yeah. I mean that that it becomes like muscle memory. You know what I mean? Like anything else. Like I love to write on. I mean, I never get to do it anymore. The only time I get to write on deadline is the Super Bowl. Yeah, and that's usually a pretty nebulous deadline. With you know, given what publication is today and the internet and everything else. But yeah, I mean, that's where you know I hone my chops. So. Yeah, I think my mind still sort of operates that way. And honestly, this year, or this year, what happened last Sunday was my buddy Brian Slagle, who owns Metal Blade Records, former sponsor of this pod in a yeah. previous uh, incarnation. Locking for his death York. metal lock of the week. Yes, exactly. Back in the day. He was in town to see some shows and catch up with some people. So he went to see Ghost at Barclays Center on Saturday night. I didn't get in time on the train in time to watch to get to go. And also I had to watch the football games anyway. <laughs> so then he went to the Rangers game on Sunday, and he's like, can I swing by the studio and, and hang out for a while? And I'm like, yeah. So that's why I wrote my column during the 1 o'clock games, because I was like, uh... I want to get it done before he comes in so I could watch the late games with him and, you know what I mean, talk a little bit and not have to worry about pounding the keyboard before I, you know, scramble out of the studio to catch the train home. Uh, so was... this week I was earlier than normal because I knew he was coming in around 4 you know, four or four thirty. I always find, see, it, it is interesting though, cause like you, again, like you were, you worked for newspapers and you had to get a deadline in for the, I always find that like, if I have to write something, my, I, I'm unbelievably fast when it comes to reacting to news and creating content mm-hmm. off of the news, but I'm like less fast, a little bit less fast writing a gamer. I can be, a little, I can be quick, but I, I, I think maybe it is a muscle memory cause I, I grew up 
on the internet beat and write like you know like like we would we react to news and then you crank out whatever comes out when it comes out you don't have to try and right you know what i'm saying so like maybe, maybe that is uh maybe that is a different skill set anyway um speaking of different skill sets you know who has different skill sets? Joe Flacco and uh, Lamar Jackson. They have different skill sets. <laughs> do they ever? Yeah, they do. Uh, what is, uh, there's a, there's a buzz. You've been saying for, you've been saying since the night Forever. that Lamar Jackson. Since he restructured his contract three years ago, that 2019 yeah. would be it. Right. This is it for Joe Flacco. This is, is it. Is In he, Baltimore, yeah. Is this he, is it. well, yeah, no, we know that. I mean, like, I think, like, again, you said it, the, you said it very eloquently, the night Lamar Jackson got drafted, there was a, a buzz about a possible trade. Is that uh, hogwash or is I, that legit? I don't – I mean – Who? Right. He's going to make $19 million next year. He's got a cap number of 27. Yep. He's been hurt three straight years. When he got injured, they were four and five, and he was the 26th or 27th ranked passer in the league, and he was 31st again in yards per attempt. Now, I know he doesn't have much around him and yada, yada, yada. But I just don't, you know what I mean? Like, I, there's going to be maybe five teams that need quarterbacks. At least one or two of them is going to go through the draft. You've got Teddy Bridgewater out there. You've got the Tyrod Taylors of the world, the Sam Bradfords, if they still want to play. You've got the potential of, of maybe if Cincinnati makes a change, maybe trading for a uh, – we went through all this a few weeks back, a yeah. Dalton – You've got Tannehill. If Miami blows up that front office and coaching staff, you know I think you could you could trade for Tannehill. Um, whatever, you know what I mean. Like I, I don't know that taking flat. Like I don't know that somebody's going to be like I got to have that guy on that contract right now. When you know Baltimore, Baltimore, this is not going to be a Des Bryant situation. Baltimore, if there's nothing percolating at the combine, they're going to tell him we're going to release you. We'll we'll do it. We'll designate you post June first if we have to. And you're, you know what I mean? We're not going to hold you back. Go see what the, what's out there for you. You've had a great career here. You're going to go on the day you retire. You're going in our, you know, ring of honor. And, y- you know, you're, you're going to have, you never have to buy crab cake in Baltimore the rest of your life. <laughs> so I don't, I don't see it, Will. Like, I, I mean, let's see, like, does Harbaugh land somewhere that they need a quarterback? Like, there's some things that could maybe play out. Um, you know, like Jacksonville, Tampa, Miami will probably need quarterbacks, but, you know, one of them could be Bridgewater, and one of them could be Tannehill changing zip codes, and one of them. You know, I, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just think you, when you watch film of him the last three years, and you look at the the medicals, and you look at the declining statistics since the Super Bowl, I don't, I don't know, man. It's very hard to make trades in this league when everybody knows you're cutting the guy, mm. and when it's like. You like, hey, that's fine. We could trade for him, but we could just let you cut him, let you pay him, and yeah. then and then we'll give him. He'll take a twelve. He'll take a twelve million dollar incentive contract from us, and because he's already getting paid by you. I mean, like, why would I he... would think you'd want to know? Okay, what is Bridgewater looking for? What is Tyrod Taylor looking for? You know, what would it cost? What, what would it cost to sign Josh McCown for one year? You know what I mean? What would it cost for? whomever you think is in that mix. And then, okay, do we really want to trade for this Flacco contract? Mm. Oh, yeah, you can recycle, you can restructure it, and you can do all that, but he's still going to make $18.5 million this year. Does, that, does somebody feel like that there's an inherent competitive advantage in doing that right now versus waiting out everybody else's price point and then just saying, well, Baltimore's going to cut him in February. Anyway. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's going to be available before free agency officially starts. Like We're going to know he's being cut and he's going to be able to have his deal already lined up. 
Where do you think this leaves John Harbaugh? We talk about John Harbaugh all the time. I know that they still, like, they have to commit to him. That's, you said that all along. They have to offer him a contract. Yeah. If he, if he gets to the playoffs and he wins a game, are they going to offer him a contract? I don't, I don't think they're going anywhere with the Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards offense once they have to play good defenses. But I don't, I mean, like, we're going to find out this week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, they, if, they, if they're trailing 14 nothing to the Chargers, the Chargers will win that game 28 to seven. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's 14, they're down 14 nothing, and then in every game they've ended up having at least one of these drives that goes 12 to 15 plays yeah. and takes seven or eight minutes off the clock, and it ends in a, in a you know, two-yard touchdown pass, and now they're down one score. And, you know, the defense has been rested for 10 minutes, and then they play each down like it's third down and maybe bat a ball down and maybe get a sack, and now it's a three and out, and now your defense is back on the field, and it's like, oh, dude, they're going to do nothing but run the ball down our throats again. I mean, I don't know. Like, you start getting the 17 nothing stuff like that, I get it. But the kid also made some big third down passes last week. I thought, I mean, see, Wilson was telling me on Sunday, and I mean, we, we were covering, we were t- talking about every game, so you don't have time to really, like, get into an argument about it. I thought Lamar was really good throwing the ball on Sunday. Like, yeah, he not, threw guys open, he threw guys into yeah. space, he threw a couple times in the windows where, um, only Andrews could get it or only Sneed could get it. I mean, he was far from perfect, but I would give him an, I know, I would give him an A minus, a B plus. Yeah. I mean, he managed the game. He took care of business. He was the most dynamic player on the field again. Um, only one turnover and that was a, a high snap with a wet ball. Um, I mean, he, 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 he made big third down plays, a third and nine. He picked up 14. Um, he had some explosive runs that put them on their heels. Uh, and they were also undone by a boneheaded play in special teams. I mean, the, probably, the game is probably a blowout, mm. if not for Cyrus Jones hitting the ball back on a punt. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, let's talk about the uh, Arizona Cardinals and Denver Broncos. But, oh, but Harbaugh? I mean, we'll oh, yeah, see. Yeah. Look, Bashadi's going to pay him $45, $50 million to stay and talk about division of labor in terms of uh, how decisions are made there. Or he's not. If he's willing to do that, then they have the potential to get something done. If he's not, then he's gone. Okay. All right. So simple as that. And look, if, if Harbaugh makes a deeper run, like wins two playoff games and gets to the conference championship with Lamar, he's coming back, right? I mean, like they're not going to let him walk after that. I mean, I wouldn't think so. But, okay, he's walking after two. <laughs> he plays out the lame duck year. Like, he's not doing another, he's not doing an extension in season next year. So you've essentially guaranteed that he's leaving in 2020. Hmm. I guess he could also, a lot of these, a lot of these contracts have mutual termination things too, where you can, I mean, not like you're going to do They're that. not going to owe him any money. He's going to get a job for more money the moment he leaves the building. So, right, right, right. That's what I'm not, saying. Like, he, but I mean, he might say, all right, if you're not going to give me an extension, I'm out. Like, I'm not Well, he's going to, it's, it's more like this. They sit down, hey, you had a great season. Sorry I hung you out to dry at that uh, end of the game press conference last year. And well, you know, I'm already locked into promoting this GM. But man, that might have been your best coaching job. You know, let's try to figure something out. And his agent's like, well, okay, well, here's what we think is out there on the open market. And, you know, we're not doing another one-year extension. There's no Band-Aid. So, you know, this is what I think fair market value is for my client. And, uh, you you know, okay, well, we're not going to do that. All right, well, if you make us coach, you know, you're going to make us coach out the lame duck year. Okay, well, we're leaving in 2020. I mean, contractually, you could do that. Or you could address the problem now in what's going to be a pivotal offseason for your quarterback and get his long-term staff in place because, you know what, I'm not firing any more coaches. Yeah, all right. So, I mean, that's how it plays out if okay. it goes that way. 
Uh, let's talk about some other potential openings. The Carolina Panthers played last night, so I don't know if there's any more buzz about that. Ron Rivera, and, I mean, Cam is shot. His shoulder is busted. That's going to create some issues, I think, in trying to find a, another, you know, coach just because, again, we agree that it's a great job, but, you know, you got to deal with the fact that Cam's probably having all-season shoulder surgery. He might get shut down as soon as by the time that this podcast is airing on Wednesday. Uh, do you think that Ron Rivera at this point – at six and eight, is it over? Is it done? It's not looking good. At the very least, there'll be more changes to that coaching staff, mm. and that could be the breaking point there. You know, there there will be there will be a suggestion made that many more assistant coaches need to go, and then does that lead to further discussions, et cetera, et cetera? I don't think right now Tepper calls him into his office and fires him. You know what I mean? Ten minutes after the season ends. But let's also see how these final two games play out. But, but I, you know, there's going to be uncomfortable conversations that have to take place, and, and does that eventually lead with just a, a full-blown coaching search? It's possible. I mean, okay. it's certainly possible. So, in other words, just pull it in and be like, hey, listen, I want to see this, this, and this happen to, to alter what's going on with, with your yeah. staff in the front office. And if he's like, I don't really agree with that, Mr. Tepper. Right. He's like, well, right. Mr. Ron, yeah, out of here. Yeah. I'm not really asking. I'm telling. And then, yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, exactly. Okay. Uh, how about the Broncos job? Vance Joseph. That's, man. That's got, that's, that, that's going to open up. That's going to open up. Mike Shanahan going to take the job. <laughs> he would take any job. <laughs> dude, Mike Shanahan, dude, nobody politics for jobs more than Mike Shanahan. Was he, was that? Who do you think leaked all that stuff, dude? Come on. Mike Shanahan leaked all that stuff. Of course. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, leaked, I mean, look, I don't want to call out Woody Page, but I mean, like, who do you think is the, who do you think is the closest media member with Mike Shanahan in the, in the, when is in the last Denver? time you, anybody read a Woody Page story? <laughs> yes, or, uh, Monday. When he finished I mean, before that. Uh, um, I mean, dude, Mike Shanahan was trying to weasel his way in with Kyle in San Francisco. I mean, was Kyle okay. – so is Kyle not trying to, like, also bring in Mike? Is he like, Dad, stop leaking stories about yourself and my coaching staff. It's annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about what happens at the Thanksgiving table there, but uh, Mike is – Mike is no, there's a, nobody politics for a job like Shanahan. Mm, I was reading a uh, Mike Silver old Sports Illustrated article from when Shanahan took over in Denver, and it's um, not shades of Hugh Jackson, just like – you can, I mean, you could tell that like Shanahan has always had sort of the media angle in mind, like his entire career, right? I mean, you could see it every stop of the way. It just wasn't as big a deal like in Denver. You couldn't leak it to you know nine hundred bloggers or whatever. And now it's, um, I mean, but yeah, so 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 there's no chance that Mike Shanahan. I mean, I remember like within thirty seconds of Shanahan being out in Washington, yeah, like. The stories, Shanahan really interested in the Bills job. It's like, well, they haven't even fired their coach yet, bro. Like, give it, you know, slow your roll. And, like, and a, you're not what they're looking for, but B, relax. And the stories would pop up. It's like, RG3 didn't work hard. It's like, well, tell me Oh, that. yeah, it's yeah. Like, I know. Shanahan <laughs> never wanted RG3 in the building. Uh, yeah. He wanted Tannehill instead. Um, so, right. so Mike, so who, who, who does John Elway go get? Cause you've repeatedly said on here that John Elway is looking for somebody who will make him comfortable. But that clearly isn't working. Yeah, I, I think they have to go big. I think they have to chase the best and the brightest. I think they'd have to chase Harbaugh if he's available, and Mike McCarthy or somebody like that. I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know that they can go, um, sort of take another chance on a coordinator. And this is not a year teaming with um, it hot coordinators. So I, I would think they try to, you know, aim big. Okay. Um, so you see John I'm not saying it'll work, but 
That's right. what I think they'll try. Interesting. Uh, and they don't have, I mean, let's be honest. Philip Lindsay's great. They got some nice young wide receivers. See the defense. Look, you look at the, you, you figure Von Miller's got a few years left. Chubb came on. Yep. I mean, Chubb might set the rookie record for sacks. Yeah. 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 I mean, you, you, Chris Harris I think is going to be cheap. The trepidation is the ownership. Who's going to, when's this team, every, every other day there's another lawsuit. Yeah. You know, against the trust and Joe Ellis and what's the team president really angling for and when's this team going to be sold and would Elway be a part of that group if somebody tries to buy it and, you know, do I really want Elway in personnel? Shouldn't he be more of a, the team president at this point? And, you know, who's the GM really going to be and who should it be? And, and like, no coach lasts more than two years under Elway. It's more, those are more the questions. I mean, the roster, look, you got to get a quarterback, sure. Um, you you got to get some more talent on offense. But they're going to end up winning six or seven games this year, you know what I mean, with, with Vance Joseph. So it's not like um, – like it's not like it's Arizona or something like that, you know. I don't think yeah. or Jacksonville. It's not dire straits. Well, why? Right. What about Arizona then? You you wrote a story on Sunday indicating that Steve Wilkes and uh, and also this is from um, uh, from Kit Summers. Excuse me, I think I mentioned this on Monday's or Tuesday's podcast. But Steve Wilkes, the headline is Steve Wilkes is likely to be fired by Cardinals. Yeah. When the when the columnist of record who's been in Arizona for a long time yeah. is writing likely to be fired, Steve Wilkes yeah, is basically gone. fired. I mean, look, he had, I, mean, I think he needs to be fired. He's had a terrible season. This team looks, I, I like him as a yeah. person and I like him as a, like, a, like he's a good coordinator. He was a good coordinator. He was a, he's a good human being, but you know what? Yes. This team has been lethargic as hell and they don't, and like yeah. he, he doesn't have any energy, any passion on the sidelines. Doesn't look like he's caring when they're getting No, the smoked. quarterback is not developing at all. It's kind of an odd staff. Um, the defense, I mean, he came in making massive changes on defense that the players have basically bucked and revolted against. I mean, remember, Patrick Peterson requested a trade multiple yeah. times. Like, that happened. And guess what? If he don't like what's going on there, guess what's going to happen at the combine? Um, yeah, I still want out. So they've got a lot of things to sort through there. You know, Steve Kime is very much on the bubble as well. I mean, he's being evaluated by ownership. Um, at the end of the day, if he presents a vision with a coach that they buy into, I, I don't think it's by any means a foregone conclusion that Steve Kime isn't there. It's, you know, but it's not guaranteed that he is either. I mean, to me, that one, I mean, I started hearing chatter about Todd Bowles there weeks ago. That just, to me, would make a lot of sense. Mm. You wanted to go with a defensive-minded guy. Well, Todd Bowles is a known quantity. He coached there before. He coached with a lot of those coaches who are already understaffed. And still under contract, he knows how to deploy Patrick Peterson. He knows, you know, he's had some of that personnel under his guidance before. I just, that would make a lot of sense to me. And it would really bring everybody back together. And you could see that too is like a, would there be a move where if you're Steve Kime, you can kind of say, hey, look, you can go to the Bidwells and say, look, uh, you know, this Wilkes thing didn't work out. That's we on me. We thought maybe Wilkes was Bowles, but we know, you know what I mean? We, we know, know Bowles what, is Bowles. What Todd Bowles is, and he already has had coaching experience. He's, you know, been through the cauldron in New York with the media and all that stuff. And, you know, we got to go figure out if, if it's Leftwich or, you know what I mean, what the offensive staff's going to look like. But he'll, he, he can get this defense, you know, turned around a little bit. And you get that defense turned around, you get some offensive linemen in there. Rosen's looked fine at times, and they're not a dead squad. At times, but I, uh, I'm, it's hard to say. I mean, he was, you know, that was a debacle on Sunday. I mean, that kid, Oh my god! every time I looked at that game, the, he, the ball was being tipped or he was being knocked on his ass. Yeah, I mean, they, they, he has no protection, and he doesn't have – we were saying this on Sunday, too. Like, they don't have – he doesn't – 
he would be a disaster in Buffalo too because he doesn't have oh, the, God, the yeah. but he doesn't have the mobility like Josh Allen. No, the other around. guys, yeah, the other guys running for nine yeah. yards a carry. That's the only thing that's making it sustainable. Yeah, exactly. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. How about the uh, Bengals? Is Hugh Jackson's job to lose? (laughs) He can't let me. It's hard hard for him to lose that job. Now 16 years on the job without a playoff win. Uh, look, it, it could, I wrote about this weeks ago and it is very much under consideration and it's part of the reason they brought him right back in the building after he was fired with the Browns. I mean, Hugh Jackson, I think Eric Bieniemy played there. Mike Brown likes people who were sort of in the family and who he knows and who have been Bengals. I don't think this is good. It would be a, uh, the longest coaching search in the history of the world. You know, I don't think he's going to be flying all over the country meeting with guys and trying to woo them and impress them and throw, you know, eight to ten million dollar contracts in front of them. I think it'd be the exact opposite. So, um, you know, could could he just roll it out there with Marvin for another year? Sure, um, he could. Otherwise, I think it's Hugh Jackson or, or you know maybe Eric Bieniemy or some other coordinator who would come, you know, young and cheap. I think he wants to get out to that, get to that CBA. I'm convinced he, I'm convinced he sees that CBA and he doesn't want to be paying. He wants to give Hugh Jackson a uh, contract that gets him through the CBA. You know what I'm saying? And then like, yeah. he, then he doesn't have yeah. anybody on salary when the, when the lock, when a potential right. lockout hits and he doesn't have to worry right. about paying it. That seems like a very Mike Brown thing to yeah. do. Um, yeah. 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 It does. Who's, uh, is Greg Williams going to get this job in, in Cleveland? I feel like, he may have I mean, cost himself pretty bad at the end of the, at the end of that game on uh, Saturday night. So the, yeah, I mean, look, they still won a game. When did the Browns win that game? When did the Browns go into Arrowhead with a rookie quarterback um, on a night that they're not at their best and still win? Now I get it. You could say, well, the guy on the other sideline had a lot to do with it. Sure, but they, I mean, they won that game. That's not a game the Browns win, and um, it's been exactly the kind of game that Hugh Jackson would give away time and time and time again. So I don't know. I mean, they have a legit shot to go six and two. I mean, if they go eight, seven, and one, six and two, four, four, and one in the division, how? I mean, that he's double. He would have doubled Hugh Jackson's win total in half a season. But I mean, are you? Aren't I mean, they've you, aren't never you... won anything under Haslam. Like they've never come close to even looking like a functional team. I mean, even the one year they were seven and four under Hoyer, every single week there was infighting because the owner wanted Manziel to play, and the coach was like, "How the hell?" We're, we're the Browns, and we're 7-4. and four. How can we play Manziel? So th- this is the first time things have actually been steady and sort of cohesive and drama-free. I mean, really the first time since Haslam took control of the team. And, again, I don't think you're getting – I don't hear that McCarthy's going there. Mm. And I don't think you're landing Harbaugh. So short of that, who are you getting? You know what I mean? Iowa State's signing a contract extension. I keep hearing Lincoln Riley's going to get another extension on top of the one he got in the spring. I mean, David Shaw's not leaving. Like, uh, who are you? Know what I mean? Who who are you getting? Mm. They can, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe I don't know. I, it just feels like you you miss a chance to to really go for broke with the way that the Browns have looked to like to go get somebody who might come to Cleveland. I'm it, just saying who. John, I mean, John Harbaugh? Forget the Haslam. 
I don't I don't know that that happens. I mean, I I don't I don't know that that's the fit. I I really don't. Mm. All right. I don't know that I don't know that you're hiring your GM before you hire John Harbaugh. Like I don't know that that's the job. You know what I mean? I don't know that that's how that plays out. Who's going to be the Redskins quarterback in 2019? And who's going to be the Redskins coach in 2019? <laughs> coach I think is how do you, Jay how do you fire Jay Gruden? <laughs> like he, I mean, you're gonna blame him. He's, like he, you're gonna like he's gonna take the bullet for this. He's borderline coach of the year material with what he's done this year. They were six and three. I mean, before they literally ran out of players. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and try to tell you Jay Gruden is a genius coach or should be coach emeritus and job for life or anything like that. Um, but I, I mean, they they got issues on issues on issues. I. I I, I think Bruce Allen's out. I just I just think it becomes a business decision for Dan Snyder to where um, he's got to throw the fans a bone to some degree. I mean, again, firing Jay Gruden put the the Redskins job is probably less attractive than Jacksonville and, and Arizona. Maybe I mean yes. it's right there with yes. him. But you might have to give Alex Smith fifty four million dollars the next two years to do nothing. Like you know what I mean to rehab and move on with his life. Like. You know, you're, you won too many games to get a quarterback. You've never really been able to develop or keep a quarterback. The owner is what he is, which is he doesn't win and nobody lasts there long, and your life is miserable while you're there. I mean, they have the makings of a pretty good front seven, but, I mean, the offensive line is starting to get a little bit older, and, you know, Trent Williams is more difficult each year to stay in on the field. Morgan Moses is always beat up. I, I mean, I, I – mean, Darius Geis, he's got infections in his injury now. Too. I mean, it's like, I don't know, dude. The last time they waited out in a marketplace this crowded, they ended up with Jim Zorn after they had already hired him as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. It's you know not... I mean? After Pete Carroll and Steve Mariucci and uh, Steve Spagnolo, after like five people turned the job down. Yeah. Yeah. That's This is how you end up with – I don't even know who it is you end up with. If you're the Redskins, like what's the like what's the worst case scenario for Redskins fans that you land? Um, I mean, Joe like, Gibbs for the third time. I don't know. <laughs> like, you, get, you get Gibbs back out of NASCAR I, one more time. I mean, like the, the, I feel like Redskins fans would be that's like the Carolina hiring Mac Brown. Carolina, Redskins fans would be like, sweet, bring on Joe Gibbs, or like Steve, Steve Spurrier comes out of retirement for the Redskins fans. <laughs> um, Gibbs with Spurrier is his OC. Uh, all right. Um, yeah, oh, man. Um, all right. Let's talk about Achilles heels for these, uh, for these various playoff teams. We'll help you work through, we'll help you work through the column that you've obviously already written. <laughs> column that I've, that I've, that I've already written. It's already been edited. <laughs> it. yeah, the great. column that I wrote that I already put Copper to sleep on my lap. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll run through and we'll talk about the top okay. teams and I've got the playoff sure. picture here in my head. Can't... I mean, I could just read the column. You know, I could read directly from the column if I chose to, Will, but I just choose not to. I have no problem with that if you want to read straight from your column that you've already I could read. read, I could read to you from the column that I have not read, written, <laughs> but, uh, I won't. Kansas City. What's Kansas City's Achilles heel? Is it the running game or is it I think Andy it... Reid or is it the defense? I think it's, I mean, I think it's primarily the, the inability to stop the run. And, um, if you, if you stick with it and if you have conviction, you're going to be able to control the clock. And they can't be as balanced on offense now. They just haven't been. I mean, it's, it's, it's not just Hunt, but it's Hunt. And then you've got, you know, Cam Irvin, you got offensive linemen coming in and out of games. The tackles aren't great even when they're totally healthy. 
And, I mean, Watkins will come back at some point. But, and I'm not a Watkins guy, but when he's the fourth option in that offense, you're in good shape. But, you know what I mean? And Ware has been hurt ever since he replaced – I mean, he hasn't been able to stay healthy for a quarter, let alone a whole game since he replaced Hunt. It's now beat up offensive line, can't stop the run, can't stay as balanced on offense. And you need Sammy Watkins to come back and help you win games. And Tyreek Hill's been in and out of the last couple of games. Mm-hmm. He's on the injury report. I mean, so you've lost collective speed, you've lost collective balance, and it's easier to exploit their deficiencies on defense. And they may lose home field. I, I, I have not felt great about them for a while. And I just I feel for Andy Reid because this is just sort of how January goes for him. And I don't know if it's, you know, it could shape up that way again. Well, doesn't it feel like the Chiefs and Rams, and I think the Rams are the next team to talk about in terms of Achilles' heel. I mean, doesn't it feel like they kind of, I mean. They peaked and they're running out of steam a little bit? Yeah. I mean, like they're sort of limping to yeah. the finish line. And, and, and you know, that buy is going to be great, but you're going to be playing, you know, you're going to be hosting some scary-ass wildcard team. Whether you're the whatever side you're on, I mean, you're talking like maybe you're getting Russell Wilson, maybe you're getting the Bears defense, maybe you're getting the Vikings defense, maybe you're getting Zeke Elliott. You know, if you're the Rams, I mean, that's suboptimal for a team that doesn't look like it can slow down Nick. It can slow down Nick Foles, and offensively has really hit a wall. Well, and I think if you go back and look at NFL rushing the last five weeks, Todd Gurley's like 25th or something like that. Like, and it's not because he's all of a sudden, not great. He's hurt. He's just been nicked up. You know yeah. what I mean? He's been him just missing a series here or a series there turns that into a highly optimal offense to a below average one. I mean, it's the running back, folks. It's it's not the quarterback. Mm. The quarterback is like Matt Ryan. If if it's a year where they're running the hell out of the ball and he's got four great options and one of the three best play callers on the planet with him, he can look like an MVP candidate. And you take away a couple of those things, and he can look damn average. And that's what they're dealing with right now. Um, you know, you lose you, you lose Cooper Cup, and now the running back isn't in there every single down anymore. And, boy, the, the, the plays where he's not on the field and everybody knows he's not on the field, it's tee off on golf time. And make him read the whole field and, and take away his hot and see what he can do. Well, you know, and, and – Cup was really the guy who moved the chains, and that's his security blanket, and that's the guy he's most simpatico with and just sort of, like, knows where he's going to be. And now he's not there. And we know the defense has been vulnerable all year, but it, it's been playing with a lead. So, yeah, you can just let Aaron Donald play the run on the way to the quarterback when you're, consi- you know, you're consistently up, you know, 21-3 or 14 nothing or whatever. Well, that's not, the, that's not the calculus there anymore lately. Yeah. Um would you? What's their is golf their Achilles here or is it their defense? Well, I, I think it's primarily like I think they. I think if it's me, I might be putting Gurley on the shelf here to make sure. I mean, this is the team that played nobody in the preseason, right? They literally didn't play yeah. any starters yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. Like I almost feel like whether you're the one or the two or whatever, don't really matter at this point. Like that cat better be himself for your first playoff game, or somebody's going to beat the brakes off you. Right, right. Well, that's actually a great point. So, like, if you're the Rams, do you care more about having to bring the Saints to Los Angeles versus going to New Orleans? Like, like, would you rather bring the Saints to Los Angeles with a dinged-up sure, Gurley? I mean, or, no, 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 no. I'm saying, like, would you rather have a dinged-up Gurley against the Saints in Los Angeles or a fully healthy Gurley against the Saints right. in New Orleans? It's a no-brainer. Right. I mean, you I see- mean, and it's a fast track there. And, look, if I have to throw the ball 45 times against the Saints, I'm probably not winning that game anyway. Right. So, 
yeah, I, I just think watching him the last few weeks, um, I, I would, I would, that's the franchise. Yeah. Well, the good news, all right, so here's where it gets interesting. Well, you can't sit because of the way that these scheduled up. Um, Pittsburgh and New Orleans are playing at 425. Los Angeles and Arizona play at 405. You know, sometimes the Saints games are at one o'clock, right? right? So you didn't, you don't get the break there if you're the Rams. You would hope that the Saints would play. You could kind of do some scoreboard watching and decide on Gurley late, like whether you want to play him. Right. Um, but I mean, if I'm the, if I'm the Rams, I mean, I, I mean, and I, I'll play him against for a half. I don't know if I play him the whole time against Arizona. I mean, that's just a game you should win just by trotting out a defense. Like that's, I mean, you can beat the Cardinals pretty handily. You should, I mean, you should be able to make life miserable for Rosen with your front four and whatever else. You do have to worry um, about Chicago, by the way. Like you can't like let Chicago right. walk you down. That would be a real problem. Right. Um. And so, uh, what about the Bears? What's the uh, Bears' Achilles heel? I don't. I don't think they can play from behind. You know. I mean, mm. look at Trubisky's. Once he gets off the script, Trubisky quarters two, three, and four is not Trubisky quarter one. If you can get to him early, if it's a team that can can really get after it with the pass rush, and you get up on them, I I don't I don't think that team can win from behind. If they have to make that kid start throwing the ball downfield time after time after time, I I I think that's a recipe for disaster for them. Mm. And uh, we didn't mention the Saints. Do the Saints have an Achilles heel? I don't know if they do. I mean, these slow starts on offense give me some pause. Um, is Drew Brees hitting the wall a little bit? You know what I mean? Is he just a little fatigued? Um, they're, they're, I, I mean, the way I write this column, I mean, not that I didn't already write this column, but the way I was going to kind of set it up is that I think right now the Chargers are the best team in the AFC and sure. the Saints are the best team in the NFC. And here's what would give me trepidation about the sort of teams that we think would be most equipped to, to you know, battle them. Here, here's, here's what the other top three seeds in each conference, what I'd be worried about right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I wanted to go Chargers-Saints before the season as my Super Bowl, and I backed off because I was – didn't want to curse the Chargers, and it's like, you know, I thought people were going to be, I thought that was going to be the trendy thing, and it ended up being the Falcons were trendy, and so I look like a jackwad, the Falcons stink. Uh, but that's fine. Uh, who or who would be? Yeah, I went back and looked, because I was having dinner, Rocco had a flag football tryout the other night, so we went to dinner afterwards, and we were talking about the season, and he's like, what did you pick? I'm like, let me go back and see what I filed. So I had Saints-Steelers in the Super Bowl, so my my Super Bowl preview is this week, and I had... I think I had New Orleans beating Minnesota, and I had the Steelers beating the Chargers. That's pretty that good. You're in, you're in, you're in pretty good shape. I mean, you got Minnesota's not going to get there, but but, but I mean, like you're, if you get four, if you got four out of four playoff teams in the champion, in the, in the, in the, I mean, that's not bad. Yeah, I screwed up the NF, the AFC. I had Houston and Baltimore as my wild cards. Where I screwed up was Jacksonville winning the division, which I, mm. I didn't want to do. Not. I had Houston winning that division all the way up until the end, and then I chickened out and like scratched out and just went with Jacksonville because I was like, eh, they'll fall back to the pack, but I still don't think that division's great. Yeah. So that's otherwise I had the AFC pretty much nailed down, except I didn't have the Chiefs in at all. I had the Chiefs finishing second to the Chargers. But I didn't have them in. So if I could switch the Chiefs and the Jags, I would be good. But uh, all right. Well, who, what's Houston's uh, Achilles' heel? Offensive line. Yeah. I mean that that kid will take a kill shot at some point. Uh, you know he, he's going to hold the ball to extend plays, and I I think they've got major issues on that offensive line. He's uh, north. Deshaun Watson's north of fifty sacks now. That's sort of a problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they can come in bunches too. I yeah. mean Well, and that, like that, we, we that, have that group. That group leaves much to be desired. I will say though that like JLC, this is not a bad setup if you're looking at the group 
of the teams that Houston might have to face in the playoffs. I mean, New England, Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City has pass rushers, but yeah, I mean, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, the pass rush there would give me pause. Yeah. San Diego or San Diego, Los the Angeles. Chargers would give me pause. Yeah, Baltimore would be could maybe be a problem. Um, what would be uh, who? What's what's New England's biggest? What what do you think? What do you think about New England? Because Brady said he goes. He goes. I just don't think they're good enough. I don't think Brady is as infallible enough now to cover up some of their other holes. I mean, that's as healthy as they're ever going to get. Is he washed? That was the first week when nobody was on the injury report. The running back wasn't on the injury report. The tight end wasn't on the injury report. The wide receivers weren't on the injury report. The quarterback wasn't on the injury report, and they had to resort to trickeration because they couldn't beat them straight up. Mm. You know, I just don't think Tom Brady is otherworldly enough. To get them over the top, and they might not get a buy. That's a team that desperately needs a buy, and they might not get it. Yeah, they have to win out, and the Texans have to lose in order to get the buy. I, I mean, is, is, is do you think Gronk plays football in twenty nineteen? No, he I just wa- just walks away, or do they cut him? I mean, he's he's very cuttable. Like his contract is very cuttable. Yeah, I mean, I think however they want to do it. I mean, I, I think he he's I think he's done. Man, that's crazy. That that. Do you think Tom Brady plays football in twenty nineteen? I think there's a better chance Brady plays than Gronk, but I, I I don't I don't think he's made up his mind yet. I think uh, you know see how this season ends. Talk to Giselle, and then you know what I mean. Talk with Kraft and say where you know what I mean. Where are we really going as a franchise now? If he wins the you Super know? Bowl, he walks away, right? Uh, hell yeah, but I, 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 yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, th- I don't think they're going to win it. I'm just saying, like I think no, I like right. that doesn't reinvigorate, and that's like a, okay, I really snuck one out. Yeah, this no, time. I think I think that would be it. Um. And if he doesn't, you know, I think it's got to be, okay, where are we as a franchise? How close are we? You know, how many coaches are leaving for other jobs? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what, what, you know, hey, Mr. Kraft, when are you handing it over to Jonathan? Like where, where, what kind of a, you know, what kind of a crossroads are we really at here? Like Bill, how long are you coaching? Yeah, I mean, like, sure. like, do you want me to, should I? Keep... Well, I think Bill's going to be waiting to hear Tom. <laughs> I, think Bill's, I think Bill's decision would have a whole hell of a lot to do with Tom's. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but you would think if they're smart, they would sit down and talk it out together and say, like, hey, are we, are we? Yeah, I don't know if it would go that way. I think they each kind of have to. I mean, look, Bill's got a contract for one more year, right? I have no idea what Bill Belichick's contract is. Bill's like. got one more year left. Wait, was, um, is, wait was, is it possible Bill Belichick is in the final year of his contract? I know. I'm saying. I think he's got at least a year left. Okay. Yeah. So I just it's assumed it's was... a matter of whether Brady. You know what I mean? Of whether Brady decides to have a retirement press conference at some point. You know, in you know February. I mean, he wouldn't have to decide right away either. I mean, he could go away for a while, um, come back, and you know, before the start of free agency, and let them know. I mean, who who knows? Look, he might he might have a January like Flacco's January from 2012, and it, you know what I mean? And like I don't know who who knows, but that team. Their lack of speed, I just think, is and, and that coupled with maybe no buy is just really going to make life difficult for them. Man, they looked. I mean, Grant couldn't jump. Gordon couldn't catch. Edelman was dropping stuff. No, I mean, yeah. It's, it, I mean, some of it is just a bad day, but they've had more of those bad days this year than in years past. I mean, they used to do that once a season. They're doing it once every three weeks now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they don't, and look, two weeks in a row, they've had these disastrous, like, t- tactical mistakes that they've made. I mean, Tom Brady, red zone interception? What are you doing? Well, not even, I mean, but just the way, I mean, yeah. across his body, up for grabs, jump ball, <laughs> you know what I mean, on the 
far side of the field, really? Multiple holding calls in the red zone. It's all crazy, man. I mean, it, you know, it's it, who's the one team you don't want to play if you're the top seed in each conference? So, well, if the Chargers don't win the division, I mean, that's obvious, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, we yeah. both like them coming into the year. I mean, if you've got to host them wild card weekend, you're not you're not feeling very good about it. Um, you know, I, I still think Seattle can. Mm-hmm. I know last week was an abomination. I mean, that was what they did last week was fairly disgraceful. That, that, that was a weird. That was a weird spot, though. They were coming off a Monday night win over their over like the team they had to beat to really secure a wild card spot. I know they haven't clinched yet, but they're going to get to nine wins, and that'll be good enough to get in. Um, they were going on the road against a division rival that's trying to muster something, you know, and, and is well coached. And they were looking ahead to Kansas City on Sunday night. It was a weird spot for them. The line, the like we we talked about this last week. The line's three and a half. That stinks. And that's when you take San Francisco. I didn't. But. Yeah, I just thought they'd. I don't know. I mean, the way they lost was. I mean, they had like they had fourteen penalties for like two hundred yards. Yeah. I mean, that's why they lost the game. I mean, otherwise, there's still at least a field goal. Better than that team. I mean, it took overtime. It took all those penalties. It took, uh, you know, a collective series of brain cramps from that team. It took a special teams, colossal special teams meltdown. Um, it, it, it took a lot for them to still eventually lose that game, you know, over the course of 67 minutes or whatever it was. I, I think they should have been, they should have been better than that. I, yeah. I mean, let down or not, you got a chance to clinch the playoffs and, you know, maybe rest some guys down the stretch and lock yourself into a five seed. I don't know. What's looking the head of the Chiefs? What, what's what are you looking at? I mean, yeah. What's it, well, what's know. what's Seattle's Achilles heel? The I mean, like, well, I mean, they can't play from behind. They yeah. have to stay incredibly balanced. Um, you know, they're they're look, they're young and naive on defense. It showed in that game. Um, you know, with the penalties and some of the mistakes, and now that some of those penalties were questionable as well. But they looked like a young, naive team, um, particularly on that side of the ball. And let's face it, that's where the, the you know the huge turnover has taken place. Um, but I still think you know, it fired up for a playoff game, going to Dallas or going to Chicago. Mm-hmm. I I still like their chances. They're going to run the ball thirty-five or forty times. They're going to break a fair share of those runs. I think in a situation like that. You don't. You take Russell Wilson out of the bubble wrap. You know what I mean. And he might be their leading rusher in that game if he has to be. And he was their leading rusher pretty much every game last season. And they don't have to do that now because they're going to have three guys who probably all are over seven hundred, seven hundred and fifty yards rushing. But on that day, could Russell? You know what I mean. Run it eight times for a hundred yards. Uh, yeah, he probably could. Right. What about the Cowboys? Jason Garrett's his Achilles heel. That's the only answer we'll take. Scott Lenahan, yeah, I mean, whatever. Lack of lack of ideas on offense. How about Matt? Well, they just got about, punched in the face. I mean, how, the biggest surprise of the weekend for me, like, it's not that the Colts won that game; it's how the Colts won that game. They beat Dallas at their own game. They beat them, mauled them at the line of scrimmage on both sides. Like, they didn't out trick them so much. They didn't out scheme them so much. They just outworked them, and they out physical them. I mean, what they did against that front seven in the run game. Yeah, I was I was stunned, and then on the other side, what they did to take away Zeke, pretty pretty damn impressive. Yeah, Matt Eberflus, coordinator yeah. of the year, maybe. Oh, I hadn't thought. I mean, <laughs> he's got to be way up there. I, I hadn't I hadn't considered it really at all recently. So I'm just kind of 
flying uh, blind here, but he, he would. He's had a really yeah, good season. I mean, He's had a great season. He, yeah. he and, would have. He'd have to be. He'd have to be way up there. All right. Uh, that's it. You got anything else? I forget anything. No. Copper doing okay. Be. Copper, everything good with Copper? He good. He just woke up from a nap. Nice. Go back to the doctor's the day after Christmas. See what see what the surgeon says. Hopefully we're we're where we're supposed to be. All right. Uh, follow, yeah. follow him on Twitter at Copper Lock and Fora. Follow Jason at Jason. Yeah, Lock I don't know who I don't know. No, who no, I know. Account, I know. So. I know. It's like if there's anything. You know, untoward on there. Oh, so I, maybe, I have, maybe don't follow. Neither <laughs> I nor Copper have any uh, links or ties to that uh, Twitter feed. So he does not speak for us, but it can be occasionally humorous, I guess. <laughs> All right, man. We will uh, we will talk to you next week, buddy. All right, buddy. Look forward to it. Thanks, right. buddy.